the La Crosse Public Library Archives presents Dark Lacrosse Stories, a series in collaboration with the La Crosse Tribune. Dark Lacrosse is a suite of programs that feature the seedier side of lacrosse history and also include a downtown walking tour, a trolley tour, and an annual stage production with new content each year. the name I was given at birth, is Emma C. Eastman. I'm the daughter of Peter and Mary Coleman Eastman, born on April 14, 1823, in Fitchville, Ohio. My first marriage was to Ephraim Kellogg in 1837. I'll save you the trouble of having to do the math. I was 13 years old at the time. That marriage didn't take, and a year later I would move with my family to Iowa. It was there that I met Moses Van Sickle. He was husband number two. Number three was William Cunningham. We were married in Prairie du Chien in March of 1841. A month later, my second husband would file for divorce because I was married to number three. Just four years later, I would meet the man who would eventually become number four, Peter Cameron. Peter was an early settler in La Crosse, and he had hoped to find his fortune on the banks of the mighty Mississippi. He bought a huge tract of land on the river and built a cabin. My marriage to Peter was the first ever recorded in La Crosse history. My beloved Peter, the reason I kept the name Cameron, would die of illness in 1855. I was in the family way, as they say, with his son James at the time. We had lost our firstborn, so I was excited for this child to arrive. Peter was suing me for divorce at the time of his passing, citing my eccentricities with other men as grounds for termination of the marriage. So the entire Cameron family, led by that son of a bitch Daniel Cameron of La Crescent, claimed James was not Peter's son and that they should have full control of the entire estate. Anyway, on May 4th, 1858, I was on to husband number five. His name was Ralph Bowles. As the fight with the Cameron family was escalating, Daniel Cameron actually came to my house to bully me. So I shot him twice. The first one went through his coat and the second blew off his pinky finger. Ralph was furious. I would file for divorce from Ralph a year later. Husband number six was Nelson Sharp. After he died, I was on to number seven, DeWitt Clinton Van Sickle. He was the brother of husband number two. We were married in Elkader, Iowa on February 18, 1863. But poor DeWitt got run over by a runaway team of horses in McGregor, Iowa. Well, what's a poor woman to do? But move on to husband number eight. At the age of 58, I was married to Michael Stentz on Christmas Day in 1881, and Michael died. At the ripe old age of 76, I recorded my ninth and final marriage. Joseph Wilson and I were married during a lovely ceremony in McGregor, Iowa in 1899. Love is so much sweeter the ninth time around. Emma Cameron, known to some as the Toast of the Northwest and to others as a femme fatale, would live to the age of 82. 
An example of her legendary sharpshooting skills are featured in an 1858 article about her wedding trip with Ralph Bowles. The afternoon after the ceremony, she and her husband loaded up a skiff with all the necessary guns, traps, and accoutrements for camping out and put out across the Mississippi. The wife held the gun and the husband took the oars. While wildlife was more abundant in the early days of white settlement, Emma claimed during the four-day adventure across the river to have taken many ducks, prairie chickens, quail, and pigeons. The reporter stated that she, quote, tells of her remarkable shots taking chickens on the wings and bringing down pigeons from high trees. Five were brought down at one blaze. Before her death on February 7, 1905, she moved into the home of her sister in McGregor, Iowa, which was complete with the private family cemetery. It was rumored in the area that when she became displeased with her husband at the time, she would make him whitewash the tombstones, which included several of her former spouses. Perhaps Emma Cameron was hinting, shape up, you may be next. As you can imagine from what you just heard, Emma Eastman, Kellogg, Van Sickle, Cunningham, Cameron, Bowles, Sharp, Van Sickle, Stentz, Wilson was quite a character. In fact, in her book, Reminiscences of Pioneer Days in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Frederica Levy, another early La Crosse settler, refers to Cameron as that woman and does not name Emma by her first name. Emma was a prominent character of early La Crosse social life. The local papers said that she carried a rifle as she rode horseback through town and attended all the gatherings and celebrations of La Crosse. She was easily crossed, according to her neighbor, Frederica, but Frederica commented that, quote, Emma was one of the prettiest-looking women in the state of Wisconsin. She'd been reared a good Christian and a good church member, and she always showed great, great feeling for people in trouble and was kind in sickness. At first, she stayed but little with her husband. Through the attentions and praise of her beauty from the gentleman, she got wicked and didn't think her husband was good enough for her. Because of her beauty, she wanted to be much in the company of gentlemen. She was foolish enough to take advantage of her beauty, unquote. Emma was also a crack shot and could hold her own on a hunting trip or shooting at river bandits from the shoreline. Many times, Frederica was afraid of Emma if she became upset or suspicious. Frederica felt that Emma was unpredictable in her moods and actions with little regard to the consequences. The Cameron family never cared much for Emma and wanted to take control of Peter's vast estate. Daniel Cameron Jr., Peter's brother, paid a visit to Emma's house in April 1859 to discuss their lawsuit matters. Two different sides of the story appear in the paper, Daniel's and Emma's. Daniel Jr. claimed that he met Emma at the post office and they had a cordial conversation and that she invited him over. He did that, and as he was leaving, and without warning, Emma shot him with a loaded pistol and the ball embedded into a finger. He then hastily left, and again she shot the pistol a second time, which whizzed through the side of his coat. Emma claims that he came to her house to get a hold of some important papers in her possession, which she said would show that he has no right to the large amount of property he claims in La Crosse. To get the papers, he seized hold of her dress and tried to rifle her pocket of keys. Remarkably, she was able to reach the bed, drew a pistol from under the pillow, and sent the contents of one barrel at him while holding onto her dress, and the other shot as he was retreating from the door. Emma also claimed that Daniel threatened that he would, quote, would shoot her before morning, unquote. Daniel Jr. claimed it was an attempt on his life, and Emma claimed it was self-defense. 
Emma divorced Ralph Bowles in 1859 and returned to Elkader and McGregor, Iowa for the remainder of her life, although she did make trips from Clayton County to La Crosse to visit friends occasionally or to testify in a lawsuit. Despite the many marriages, Emma had only two children, both from Peter. Folks who knew her or of her nicknamed her Virgin M, although it is not clear when she gained this moniker. Emma gave birth to a son who died in infancy in 1854, and the other son, James, lived to raise a family of his own, but was never acknowledged by the Cameron family as Peter's son. It is unknown if Emma actually divorced her third husband before marrying Peter, but after Peter's death, Peter's father, Daniel Cameron Sr., used that murky past to obtain control of his son's estate and wrestled the property away from Peter's widow, Emma, in court. The case was appealed and decided in the Wisconsin Supreme Court in 1862. Daniel Jr. was apparently given the land in La Crescent, where in 1871 he built an Italianate-style house based on the family home in New York for his parents. This house survives and is on the National Register of Historic Places. In all likelihood, Cameron Park is the most litigated piece of property in the city of La Crosse. Although Cameron Park's half-block area was treated as public property and was not taxed, the city did not actually own it until 1899. In 1890, Daniel Cameron Jr. brought suit against the city of La Crosse to recover possession of the property, claiming that the quote-unquote gift of the land, unquote, to the city by his brother Peter had not been made or recorded legally and that the land belonged to him, Daniel Jr. He won this argument in court but died shortly after the third and final verdict in 1899, and the city of La Crosse was forced through a compromise settlement to purchase the park from Cameron's niece and pay attorney's fees, all totaling $16,000. Previously known as 4th Street Park, the Common Council renamed it Cameron Park in 1903. It has been said that many local residents opposed the naming of the park Cameron, thinking it was in honor of quote-unquote Uncle Dan Cameron, perpetrator of the long and expensive legal battle against the city for the Cameron Park property. However, the Common Council explained the name was to honor an unrelated Cameron, U.S. Senator Angus Cameron of La Crosse. Public opposition was immediately diffused, especially when Judge Cameron's widow, Mary Baker Cameron, approved the name. Thanks for listening.